read the scripture tonight that a lot of times I've heard bad jokes and flippant statements made about it, and I never have appreciated it. Because I feel it's one of the uh, books in the Bible that has one of the strongest messages uh, in, uh, concerning this that you'll find. I ask you to turn your Bibles to the book of Jonah. The book of Jonah chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, please do so. Now start carrying your Bibles. Start carrying your Bibles. If you don't have them, start bringing them. Identification. I was thinking there just now before you're turning, if I had my time to go over, if I had time to go over, would I, if God would let me, if God would allow me to do so, I would begin a ministry, and the name of that ministry would be Restoring Ministry. In going there, did you know there are people right now that have been crushed, discouraged, down, out, and many times that happened because of other church members. The Bible said, "If I be one among you overtaken in a fault, my God, that gets us all loaded." All of us have at one time or another made some blundering statements or lived not like we ought to live. And you know, I'm going to make a statement here that a lot of folks will not grab onto at all. I know a group of folks that are, I guess, the most beat down, beat down of any group that I know of, are those that for one reason or another were involved in a bad marriage situation and have been divorced. Somehow the church, a lot of church folks, look on them as second-rate or second-class citizens. Shame on you. Shame, shame on you. And may God help you. You know, we're, we're, all, we're all in this together. You know that, don't you? And I don't like to see divorces. I don't like that. I, really, I wish you would stay together till you die. Staying together may make you die. But I'm saying, don't you go around with your nose in the air, Turkey. You may drown. And I, if God would allow me, I would, I would begin a ministry. I might get killed in doing it on restoring the restoring ministry. Go to people that's hurting. Go to people that's out of church. Did you know there are people right now that one time were in church that are drunks now? I'm right. They've been hurt so bad. And when they come back to church a lot of times, a lot of folks are like, huh, what are you doing here? It's a sad, sad situation. Before you start criticizing, you may look better look around. It may be you next. Amen. Now, you say, I don't like this message. Well, it don't help my offering none, but I like to say it. Amen. Jonah chapter 2. Would you stand with us, please? Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly, and said, I cry by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and, oh, listen at this, he heard me. Isn't that good? Say that with me. He heard me. Belly of hell, cried I, 
and thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the sea, and the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet will I look again toward the holy temple. The waters compassed me about even to the soul. Depths closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottom of the mountain, and the earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought my, uh, up my life from corruption. Oh, Lord, my God, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and my prayers came in unto thee, unto thy holy temple. Our Father, I pray, Lord, now, you will guide us in these few moments. Help me, dear Lord, to be pleasing to you. Help me to say only those things that would be pleasing in your sight. And say nothing that would grieve your great heart. Bless we pray now. Bless this church. Bless each one that is here assembled. We'll thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. We'll preach on this text tonight. What to do when you hit the bottom. What to do when you're on the bottom. How many at some time or other in your life have been in a place or a situation that you felt you couldn't go no farther down, you're on the bottom? Yeah. yeah. A good place, is it? But here, here was a man by his own doing. Somebody said you're digging your own grave. Well, here was a man, if you could dig it, well, I guess he'd about helped himself dig it, hadn't he? Here was Jonah, the Bible said, notice what he said, I went down to the bottom. I couldn't go no farther. I was as far as I could go. Now, I've been there, folks. I've been in that situation. Here was a man that was on the bottom. Now, just for a moment, if you will, try to consider, I don't know whether you can or not, try to consider the situation that he was in. God said, the Bible said, God had created a great fish. Now, one smart lady walked to me one time and said, well, you don't believe that story about Jonah the bed of the whale, do you? And I said, yeah. I believe it. When God says it, I believe it. Amen. And he said, why, you know, he could not have lived in there in the situation he was in. Seaweeds wrapped around his head in the, you know, in the belly of the old fish and the oxygen in his belly was just eating in his flesh. He said, you know, he couldn't have breathed in there. Let me tell you something. If God had wanted to, he could have air conditioned that way. Amen. Don't talk to me what God can do and what God will do. God will do as he pleases. But here's Jonah down at the bottom. I mean at the bottom. But then I said, I want to preach what can we do when we're on the bottom. Do you know what Jonah said? He said, I prayed unto the Lord. Did you know, folks, listen to me, some of your greatest praying will do will be the best 
when you're on the bottom? Oh, you may pray them little our Father who shot in heaven on the top of the mountain. But when you're down at the bottom, when you're laying on the bottom, crushed and defeated and discouraged, oh, your praying gets mighty real. Amen? Mighty real. When your friends turned their back on, here was Jonah. God had told him to go one way and bless your heart, he was going another. The greatest day in your life will come when you start minding God. If God said do it, do it. Amen? Regardless of whether you people understand or not, just do it! God called me to preach. I had preached at a church one day out in the country and a man asked me to go home for lunch for lunch with him. Uh, I, I did. I said, I'll, I'll go. I never will forget this. <clears throat> and we walked through home. He said, now, Ed, you do a pretty good job of singing. And I, he said, I'll tell you what I believe I'll do. I believe I'll just leave the preacher off and do the singing. Amen. What he was saying, I wasn't much of a preacher. He was trying, <laughs> he was trying to tell me I was about the poorest he ever had heard. But one thing about it, it wasn't him that called me, it was God that done that, amen. So it don't make no difference. If God said jump, you say how high. Well, the folks understand it. Do you know we're too preoccupied by what folks will think? I wonder what they'll think. Living in a society in a time when folks, their major concern is picking faults and failures in your life. Ooh, did you see him do that? Let me tell you this. I've told this story. Maybe you remember it. Maybe you won't. I was here in Cleveland right after I moved back. Never will forget this. Never. God help me never forget this. And a man walked up to me here in town one day, and he was in tears. I mean, emotionally, he was sobbing. Do you know we jump to conclusions at anything? We'll come to a... We'll say, Oh, I, I know what's happening. I know what's going wrong. And this man was in tears. And I said, brother, what's the matter? He said, I saw, and he called the man's name, and he said, you can't imagine where he was at. Well, I said, no, I, I don't guess I can. Where was he at? He was in a phone booth talking on the phone. Let me show you. Some of you are trying to sit there in amazement and wonder what happened. He had drawn up in his mind that here was a man on the phone in a phone booth talking to some lady. And he was just wrecked about that. Let me tell you something right now. It's high time folks quit sweeping out other folks' yard and begin to keep their own yard clean. Amen? Stop jumping to the conclusion and imagine this and imagine that. You let God take care of that. What to do when you're on the bottom? Jonah said, I prayed. I prayed. Oh, I, I, I got news for you. I believe you're sufficient better. You'd pray, wouldn't you? Lord God, can you imagine? Can you imagine old Jonah down there that gross darkness, not a glimmer of light? And he, and he said, I went down to the bottoms of the mountain. That old fish took a wow. And Jonah said, I'm heading for the bottom. I'm heading for the bottom. And he got down there, and he never had to say, Well, let's see what I, what I think I ought to do. He said, I prayed. He said, I'll look the word that holy hand. Listen, when you're on the bottom, you'll get down to business. You won't be fiddling around. You'll get down to some praying. Amen? And he said, I, 
I went down to the bottom and I prayed and I looked toward the holy temple and he said, He heard me. Now let me say this. You, if there's anything for certain you will know, it's when God hears you. You make contact. And you get together. Oh, listen to me right now. You said, I don't like being on the bottom. You may not like it, but it can produce some of the best fruits you've ever had. Amen. It can. When everything, listen. I, a lot of folks say, well, when Jonah came out on dry ground, how did he look? All right. I talked to a man that uh, I think would know about this and said, he said, I said, uh, uh, brother, what kind of shape was Jonah in? Now think, in that fish's belly was acid. Just old acid. And Jonah, with all probability, was as white as my handkerchief when he came out. Now, that city that God had told him to go to, to preach to, Guess what kind of God they worship? The fish God. <laughs> See, God was just giving him a, a bath in acid to scare that bunch to death. Amen? And when he come out, can you imagine the impression he left when they looked at him and said, Lord, have mercy. Said, Let's get down to business here. Amen? Do you know, friends, you listen to me. I'm saying again, I say it with all the love of God in my heart. Sometimes the bottom, the, the very far as down as we can possibly get, will bear some of the best fruits you've ever bore in all your life. Amen? When my soul... See, now Jonah's getting down to the business. He said, when my soul fleeted within me, Remembered the Lord. Amen? Now you say, you see these three girls stood up here while one said, do you know what their major word was? I remember. I remember this. And I remember that. See, Lee Keys, that Sister Peggy was saved under his preaching. Some of you, not, how, how many of you remember Lee Keys? There was two, two of my wife and her sister. Lee Keys was one of the greatest Premillennial preachers that ever hit the country. He was a premillennial. He was an outstanding man of God. But you know what Peggy remembered? Lee Keys. You know what Tina remembered? Her old daddy preaching. And so on. That's what it's all about. Listen, and Jonah said, when my soul fainted within me, I was on the bottom. I was down. I was as far as I could go. I couldn't go any farther. He said, I remembered the Lord. you get broke. When you don't have a dime in the world. When you don't have anything. When you get sick. We'll get to cover that in just a minute. But when you get down. I'm not talking about with the flu. I'm talking about on the bottom. I'm talking about down as far as you can go. He said, when my soul is within me, I remember the Lord. I'm not going to cover the whole, no more of that. But you know what God done then? He said, that fish said, turn around. Head for the shore. Amen. The fish said, oh God, I've got a bellyache. Anything with a Baptist preacher in the bed is bound to have a headache. 
Bob Garabelli. Man, I see him slapping that whole tail and trying to wind that motor up and heading for land. All of a sudden, he opened that big old, <laughs> opened that big old mouth and out come a preacher. Amen. <laughs> and I said, Jonah, where are you going? He said, to do what God told me to, to start with. And what God told me to do. You know, a lot of times, folks, we get in trouble by not minding God. Not minding God. Not obeying what God tells us. So what, what was the story? Why was Jonah in the situation he was in? Who brought it on? He did. He did. He's the one that brought it on. Most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, we bring the wrath of God down on us by our own means. Now, folks, next to all, that was Jonah. Have you remember reading in the Bible about the Syrophoenician woman? Here was a woman that was on the bottom. Here was a woman that the Bible said in verse, uh, Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through verse 44. And a woman having an issue of blood twelve years. Twelve years. Listen to that now. Which had, watch it now, she first of all was sick twelve years. Now watch this next thing. Spent all of her living upon physicians, neither could by healed by any of them. Sick? Now she's broke. Now notice, and all of a sudden one day, I, let me just kind of, and I'm not trying to add to the Scriptures, one day, she may have been on her way to another doctor, I don't know. But one day, going somewhere, she may have heard a commotion, a, a crowd of people gathered around somebody. Now, get the picture. Pale, sick, her pocketbook empty, nothing, not a dime, not one single thing. But all the time the Bible says she was growing Worse. My old doctor do better's office. She doctor, she passed by this office and turned around and take a do better pill. Oh, she saw all those doctors that had failed her. Here she was, drawn, weak, broke, and maybe another doctor trying to get some help. And all of a sudden, she heard a noise. I wonder what that is. She asked one of the crowd and said, Over there in the crowd, who is that you gathered around? He said, Well, haven't you heard? That's Jesus. Oh, she said, I've heard of him. She said, I've heard of him, how he raised Lazarus from the dead. Imagine a, a, a gleam of light got in her eyes. And she said, I've heard how he raised Jairus' daughter. I've heard all oh, so many things. But she said, the crowd is so great. I don't see how in the world I'll ever get to him. I'm so weak and tired. 
Well, I see her. She said, if I can just, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. She starts crawling. And she starts pushing a little bit aside. And after a while, she reached as far as she could and took a hold of the hem of his garment. Hello? Do I hear a man like her? She says, and Jesus suddenly said, Who touched me? Blessed disciples, God bless their hungry hearts. I believe I used to pastor them. They said, Well, Master, how is thou sayest thou, Who touched me? Saying you're why there's all this crowd around you. And Jesus said, I felt virtue. I felt power. I felt healing. Glory to God. Go out at me. Amen. Now watch it. And I'm going to tell you right now, this wasn't a Benny Hinn healing. What the preacher did. This wasn't Benny said, Jagamagus. Oh, girl, that believed, had faith. She's on the bottom. She's down. She couldn't go no farther down. She's broke. She's sick. And she said, if I can just touch you. Hey, oh. Jesus said, I felt virtue. Go out of me. Be what you want to. You think like you want to think. I don't believe there's any color in her cheeks. I believe there's brown, dark circles around her eyes. I believe her. He was so sick. But I believe immediately the roses come rushing back to her cheeks. I believe she felt strength hit her old wore-out, tired leg. And I believe, you say, well, the Bible says, I believe she had a shouting spell. I believe she got up and looked at Jesus and said, thank you so much, you have a nice day. She's on the bottom. What to do when you're on the bottom? Get to Jesus. Get there just as quick as you can. Now they, they tried to discourage her. They said, well, the crowd's so big. I ain't going to give you my place. I'll be here in line looking at him. And she got down started crawling. In the dirt, weak, sick, tired. Disgusting. What to do when you're on the bottom? Jonah said, I prayed. And I looked toward the holy temple. That's what he done. What she do? She said, if I can touch him. Oh, bless his name. When you touch him, there ain't never been nothing like it. But when he touches you, it's even better. Hallelujah. Amen. What to do when you're on the bus? What you do when you're down, when you're out. But notice now. I want you to get something here. I believe, I thank God for good doctors. Amen? But don't you ever give them credit for something God does. You better remember this one thing. If there's any healing done, it's God that does it. Amen? The Bible said He healeth all our diseases. Doctor. Do flunky. Don't do it. God uses those men. And I believe that with all my heart. But when the healing takes place, it's God that did it. 
Notice something else in Mark chapter 5 verse 26. And he had suffered many things of many positions, had spent all that she had, and was nothing better. But get this, grew worse. She is sinking down all the time. Now what was her problem? What brought her there? Her sickness. What brought Jonah where he was? His rebellion to do what God wanted to do. Now I'm having a hurry. I got two more men I want to cover. Man from the bottom. Here's a man that's down. Now we're going to look at him. Here's Jesus in a boat. In a boat, he, he and his disciples, and he's heading toward land. All of a sudden, his, the bow of his little boat touches land. And Jesus steps out. Here's a bunch of men taking care of swine. That was their livelihood. Taking care of them. And up here on the hill was a cemetery. And Jesus started right toward it. I heard those men say, Hey! Hey! You better not go up there! There's a madman up there! A maniac up there! And you better stay away from there! I don't believe really it paid him one bit of attention. I don't believe really it slowed him down one bit. Before Jesus gets up there, I want us to drop back just a little bit. Here was a man, that, the Bible called him the maniac. Crazy. Now, before you say anything that you'd be sorry for, here was a man demon-possessed. Now, God knows, and I know, and the Bible is, you that's born again on the blood, you cannot be demon-possessed. But, you can be obsessed, which is a vast difference. Aggravated by, tortured by, amen? The demons. Here he was, going up toward the graveyard, and the Bible said, here's the strangest language you'll ever hear. The Bible said they had tried to tame him. You listen to me, and I'm not trying to be smart at it. There's a lot of folks sitting on a lot of church benches that all they are is tamed for the moment. They're just tamed for the moment. You know that word tame? You find it again in the book. He said, he said this old tongue is evil, and no man can... Tame it. Hello? It's full of deadly poison. Yeah. Hello? Started up. And that old man, the Bible says, was lived among the tombs. Naked. No clothes. They had bound him with fetters and chains, and he broke them asunder. They couldn't hold him. They couldn't tame him. Oh, you can tame an old lion or something like that. But the Bible said they could not tame him. This old devil cried out on the inside and said, What? What are you coming to torment us for? Jesus looked at him and said, What is thy name? Legions. Many. And on the bottom, I mean down on the bottom, 
because of demon possession. Thinking of some folks that's sitting here right now, right this minute, there was a time they were dopeheads. They would fill their lives, walked in sin, lived in sin, did sin, sin, dirty sin. But one day, Jesus said to that dirty devil, Come on, love him! The devil, the devil, look, look at this. The devil saw he's in trouble, problems right there. I mean, he saw right off he's in problem. Because the devil has to have a body of some kind to live in. He has to have a body. And God permitted him, when he ordered him to come out, he permitted him to come out. And they asked for something. If we didn't say to him, what about them hogs out there? God said, it's all yours. And they went into those hogs. Now watch this. A hog's pretty smart. Pretty smart. Instead of being filled with the devil, they committed suicide. But you didn't get it, did you? And violently down a steep place into the water and were choked. Amen. Now watch it. See, only the Lord can help you when you're on the bottom. Oh, it can't help you. That's all it can help you. You and you and you and you. Amen. Then you, you, you can go where you want to. You can talk to preachers and counsel and counsel and talk and talk and talk. But if there's ever anything done, it'll be when God does it. They ran violent down a steep place and were choked. And the next place we see this old boy Oh, get this. When you're on the bottom. The Bible said he was sitting, clothed, and in his right mind. Yeah. Do you dig it? Cool, ain't it? I like it, boy. Now watch it. He wanted to go with Jesus. He asked permission to and Jesus turned him down. What did Jesus tell him? He said, go home to your friends. Now, boy, here's where we get in trouble. He said, I want you to tell them what I've done for you. Do you know some of you have been saved for years and you've never told nobody what Jesus has done for you? Hand up now. I'll let you know we're going to pray. Shame on us. Shame, shame on us. I mean, shame on us. There's a pew right there that's empty. One, two. Three pews right here, empty. I believe we've been telling like we ought to what Jesus has done for us. Every one of these pews will be filled. And you say, "Why it's just Sunday night?" I don't care what Sunday night is. I was over in North Carolina the other day. The church has three thousand people. You know what? They have to bring out chairs on Wednesday night because those people are telling, telling what the Lord done for us. What to do when you're on the bottom? Run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Now then, the last one. I've got to hurry before I run out of steam. Got one more man on the bottom. I've met this man lots of times. I've met him oh so many times. I want to read you just a little bit about him. See if you recognize him. 
And when he had spent all, he had recognized him. The prodigal. Get here. How come him here? What brought him to the bottom? One day, oh, I've pastored this boy. I've known him. I've talked to him. I've saw him. I saw him walk up to his daddy. Two or three buttons unloose under his shirt, you know. Two or three hair growing out. He just sprouting hair, you know, to project. Oh, he was one cool dude. His daddy, the old man. To his arrogance. Listen to his smart aleck mouth. Listen to him. He said, Give me! A man that worked his life and provided for his sons. Here sent a smart aleck said, Give me! So, the daddy, just that. That daddy had more sense than that. His daddy had a lot more sense than you give him credit for. He knew that he'd wind up somewhere in the pig pen. Amen? Sometimes when you hit bottom, that's what time people start crawling back to Jesus. Amen? The daddy never said, get out of here, get out, I don't want to see you no more. He just gave it to him. And not many days later, he took off. But then the Bible said he fell in with the wrong crowd and spent everything he had his old belly started growling. He said, I've got to get something to eat. And he went down hard in, an old Jew boy, hired into a hog pen feeder. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Amen. Amen. And he has spit all. Broke. Poised and bad checking on the bottom. Now watch what he said. I, the Bible said he came to himself. Then he said, I will arise. Go down here to the bank and see if I can borrow some money. Huh? Oh, I'll go see some friends, my buddies, my pals over at the bar that I spent all that money. See if I can get some money. No, he knows better. He said, I will arise and go to my father. Watch it now. Jonah said, I prayed. The Serapanesian woman said, if I can just touch him. The maddie maniac of Gadira said, I want to go with you. But here's the old boy, heading for home. He said, I'm going to tell my father when I get there, Daddy, I've sinned against heaven and the night side. And I'm not worthy to be called our son, but make me as one of thy hard servants. Hallelujah. Is that good? And watch his daddy now. Watch his daddy. Watch his daddy. Oh, glory to God. He said, this is my son. Kill the fatted calf. I want you to put a ring on his finger that identifies him as my boy. <laughs> Watch it. Something's about to happen here that I'm not going to preach on. Let's tell you about it. Something's about to happen. Oh, they begin to have music and boy, they're having a ball. I mean, they were going to town. Nobody's stepping on nobody's blue suede shoes. I mean, they were really kicking a leg out. Amen. Watch what's happening. Another son that had been working like a dog out in the field. Come in. So what's the meaning of all this? And they said, your brother's home. 
he ought to start shouting. But he didn't. There, I ain't gonna preach on that. I'm just gonna let you look at him and see if you know him. Oh, friend, what do you do when you're on the bottom? Head for Jesus. Prayer. Amen. I've been on the bottom. I know what I'm talking about. I laid in the bed one time. I'm paralyzed. Couldn't couldn't walk. My the doctors had sent a telegram to my mama saying your son will be a paralytic the rest of his life. I, I was on the bottom. Here's a young man that couldn't walk, be in a wheelchair the rest of his life. But one day I ran up the white flag. Said God, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll go where you want me to go. I'll say what you want me to say. Amen. Walking pretty good, ain't it? For somebody's not supposed to walk no more. Now you may be on the bottom. And you may be trying to figure it out. You may try to be thinking, what, what can I do? Run to Jesus. Jonah said, and I prayed. That's what you ought to do. I want you to come to the piano girls and sing for me. I wish I could keep on, but I'm tired. Somebody said, I'm glad you're tired. Look at me. Look at me. Where are you at? You may be going through a storm that I don't know a thing in the world about. You may be down like I have never imagined in my life. I may never have covered the area you were in. But I'm going to tell you one thing. The best thing you've ever done in your life is like the prodigal said, I will arise and I'll go to my father. Jonah said, I prayed. The maniac of Gadara said, oh, I want to go with you. And here's the old prodigal said, I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. I don't care what nobody said. I'm heading for the house. I want him to come and sing now. Play softly, please, Peggy. Look up here at me, folks. Just look a minute. I don't know why God gave me this message tonight on the bottom. Some of your life may be so depressed. You may be down and discouraged. And, oh, you may be suffering the pain that I don't even know anything about. But I know where to tell you to go. I know what to tell you to do. That's run to Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed, never Christian praying. I wonder if there's a hand that will go up and say, Preacher, I needed that message tonight. I needed that message. Would you raise your hand? Thank you, honey. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I needed that message. I've been so down, so discouraged, and so, oh, just out of it. I needed that message. I needed it bad. Would you raise your hand and say, Pray for me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I mean it bad. Father, I don't know who's lost here tonight. I don't know that at all. But if they need to come, God, they, they can get in. I pray tonight, Lord, those that lifted their hands, I pray they'll get up and walk to the altar. Oh, find their help in Christ. He's a present help in the time of need. I pray, Lord, you'll help them. While we stand together, while we sing, if you're here and you need to come right now, will you come?